Maybe I piqued your interest last time when I told you about a brand new path to better self-care through becoming weakless. But we need to go farther because it's not only important that you understand that you need to get on this new path, but also that you need to get completely off the path that virtually everybody else is on. Let's do this. Self-care isn't easy. It requires doing hard things. Being uncomfortable is mandatory. It's not for the weak and it's not for the fragile. But that's okay. We don't mind. Because we are weakless. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to A Moment of Weakless. This is episode number two. And today we need to talk about some really important stuff. Some stuff that is going to be integral to whether or not you are able to succeed. And well, starting from the beginning, when you think about self-care and you think about discomfort, you might think that you've got to do a lot of physically uncomfortable things. But in episode one, I already gave you some examples of how we tend to run away from the discomfort that we create in our heads with, you know, thoughts like I had a bad day, even though your day's over at this point, or I embarrassed myself with that thing I said yesterday and I'm ruminating about it and saying mean things to myself over and over again. So eventually I need to run from the bully in my own head and eat some junk food or drink some wine. So it's important that you understand that 90%, at least in, in my best estimation, 90% of the discomfort that you face in any given day is going to be psychological discomfort. It's going to be the stuff that we create in our heads, these invalid emotions that we conjure up. You know, you have been being really hard on yourself about the shape of your body. You walk into a room full of people you've never met. Everybody looks over at you. You instantaneously think instead of, you know, hey, look, they're all just acknowledging that I arrived and wondering who I am. You instantaneously think they're all judging my body. And now you feel things that you completely made up. You 100% made this up. Nothing happened, but a bunch of people engaged some muscles in their neck and in their eyes and they looked over at you. And now you have a narrative in your head and that narrative is uncomfortable. It's hurting you. So if this is a party, you probably find a corner to hide in and uh, some junk food or some alcohol to eat or drink to make yourself feel better and you have run from discomfort instead of running at it and asking questions and trying to figure out what the real story is here and trying to make yourself not suffer from invalid, made-up negative emotions again in the future in this same way. So you don't do any work, you just run away. And for a maybe closer to home, more often experienced example, maybe you're just somebody who constantly thinks about her to-do list. So all day long, you're thinking, oh, I got to do this thing. And maybe somebody like me tells you to sit down and meditate. And it's really hard for you because the very first thoughts that interrupt you are thoughts about what you need to be doing later. And why, why are you just sitting here? There are dishes in the sink. And all of that is anxiety. Every single little bit of it creates at least small amounts of anxiety. Again, discomfort that is not physical. It's happening in your head. You are creating it. You are making it up. And as you run away from it, you are not doing the work of making it go away. You're making sure that you suffer from all of this again later. Well, there's sort of a gigantic psychological discomfort that I've never actually seen anybody get around at the heart of the way that most people think they're doing something that they might call self-care. And as a matter of fact, they typically don't call it self-care. They just call it things like weight loss. 
But regardless of what they call it, it is a goal that is extrinsically motivated, outcome-focused, definitely not self-care, definitely is self-abuse. And there's no way around that. You have to get off of that path. You have to get completely off of it. So I told you a little bit about my history in episode one, and I told you that I had created a diet and that a bunch of people quit and they would come back to me oftentimes and ask me why they quit. And that led to this really important question, why do you want to lose weight? And that seems like a preposterous question. But when I would ask people that, especially women, because that was mostly what I was working with at the time, I would say, why do you want to lose weight? And they would stutter. They would say things like, well, you, everybody wants to, and you know, society and the media, and I, I've always been overweight and I, they would stammer and stutter. And eventually they would fall on something like grasping at straws, like saying something like, oh, well, I'd be healthier to which I could always say, okay, so tomorrow morning you step on the scale and you're up five pounds. The very, very first thought through your head is, oh no, I'm less healthy. No, it's not. It's, oh no, I'm less pretty. So why do you want to lose weight? Well, I want to change the way I look. Okay, why do you want to change the way you look? What happens? What is the outcome here? Why do you want to keep putting that shovel in the ground right there? Well, I need to dig a ditch. Okay, well, now we understand. You you have an outcome that you think is going to happen when you continue down this path and you need that. You need to divert water or whatever. So I'll ask again, why do you want to lose weight? What happens when you lose weight? And nobody has ever said to me, well, I'd have more friends and I'd make more money and the people who love me would love me more and the people who hate me would hate me less and I would end world hunger and all the wars would end. And Nobody's ever said any nonsense like this. Nothing. What it came down to in the end was always something that I had to point out to them. They would never come to that conclusion on their own, despite the fact that they had been doing this for their entire lives. But what they were really doing was, if I lose weight, I believe that I will be less mean to me because I'm miserable in this body that looks like this. And why am I miserable in a body that looks like this? Because I... I say all kinds of awful things to myself all the time, far more than anybody else has ever said to me. And even if anybody does say anything to me, I have to buy in in order to think that that's important. An example for that that I've given lots of times in my membership is that you are walking down the street and you've got a weight loss goal and somebody comes up to you and tells you that you've got a big butt. You will hear that person's voice for weeks, months, maybe years. You will remember what you were wearing and what they were wearing and the time of day and the weather and everything. But if that same person came up to you and told you that you had ugly wrists, you would just have a funny story to tell your friends. You probably wouldn't even look down at your wrists. You would just get on the phone after that person walked away and you'd go, oh my God, you're not going to believe this weirdo I met. This guy came up to me and told me I had ugly wrists and it would all be about them. And that story right there proves that, well, first off, you can't be insulted. You have to buy in. You have to do your part. You have to do the 50% of the work to be insulted or offended, any of that. Nobody can do that to you without you buying in. But it also means that you have to feel that these things are important. So even if people in your life have told you things about your body, you bought in and went, yeah, that's really important. I don't know why, because I have no idea what would change if my body didn't look this way, but maybe you and I wouldn't say these terrible things to me and I would feel better. So if you're being really honest with yourself, your goal isn't even to be happy with those plans. It's just to be less miserable and you are the cause of all of your misery. 
Nobody else is capable of doing that to you. You have bought into this idea that something, something unimaginable or unnamed, unexplainable even, will happen when you change the shape of your body. And it isn't about health. You can try to pretend it is, but it is not about health. It is specifically about trying to change the way you look. And in the end, this creates a level of discomfort that I've just never seen anybody get around. And the reason why is because of how it plays out in self-care. How it plays out every single time is, I don't want to be doing any of these things. I don't want to move my body more. I don't want to get in bed on time. I just don't want to have to take better care of myself. I wish I could be one of those people that could just eat all kinds of junk and still be skinny. And you use words like skinny and thin that personally make me think of somebody who isn't well, but that's the way you might describe something that would be attractive to you. And if you were suddenly on a desert island, you would be off the hook. There would be nobody around to look at your body, so you wouldn't have to worry about it anymore, and you could just go ahead and eat whatever you wanted. So there's nothing in there about self-care, and it's not based on self-worth. It's not based positively on self-worth anyway. You aren't trying to take care of yourself because you deserve it and because you like this life. You like you in this life, and you're out to try to figure out how to you know, treat this life like your amusement park and ride all the rides and really have a great experience as you live this life. It's nothing like that at all. Everything that you're doing is about trying to punish a body that abused you. So it'll turn back into something that you won't be mean to yourself about. And maybe you can get to neutral instead of unhappy and miserable in your skin all the time. Again, there's nothing in there about you being actually happy. On a day-to-day -day basis, this translates into the ever-present decision of whether or not you want to take care of yourself in this moment. You're just constantly weighing that out. You're going, will this work? Do I believe that it's working fast enough? Do I deserve a treat? Am I one of those people that can actually get results like this? Is it too hard? You're constantly asking these questions to try to figure out whether or not you want to go through the drudgery, the torture of what is actually just self-care. There's no enjoyment in it. You're not trying to take care of yourself. You're going, I have to do these things that I don't want to do in order to get some results that I believe are going to be amazing, even though I've never actually figured out why I want them and tried to really define them in my head. So every single day that question comes up and you have bad days. There are days when you are a perfectionist and you were doing fine, but then you ate a cookie and now you've, quote, ruined everything. So you might as well eat a bunch of junk food until the obligatory Monday when you start again. And there are days when you just have a bad day. Something happens. You have a bad day at work or you do embarrass yourself or you are self-deprecating because you happen to catch your reflection more often today than you did yesterday. And you can't get away from those thoughts. You're not good at it yet. And instead of just going, I'm going to take really good care of myself, and that's a completely separate subject from the crap in my head right now, it's should I continue to take care of myself in order to change my body so this crap in my head will go away? It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. The mindset has to change first. Nobody has ever changed the shape of their body and had their mindset change. And you can go out into the world and look around for that. And as a matter of fact, I implore you to go out in the world and find somebody who was deeply insecure about their body, said a lot of mean things to themselves about it, and then lost a bunch of weight. And now they're just totally confident they like their body. And they've kept the weight off for an extended period of time. 
that that's a unicorn. You're not going to find that person. First off, virtually everybody gains it back when they realize that they get there and they don't end up just suddenly happy. But then all those people that do manage to keep the weight off for a while, it's just desperation because they were standing back and really looking at their whole body. And now they've just pulled out their magnifying glass and they step closer to the mirror and they're just looking for any little change. Or last week, it was my body fat. This week, it's my stretch marks. And they get on the scale every single day anyway, just like they used to when they were overweight, because if they gain one pound, they are less valuable today. And it's just desperation and anxiety. So where do you get happy down that path? Personally, I've been working around this industry for a long time and I've never seen it. I've never seen it once. Intrinsic motivations will be absolutely essential. Self-care as opposed to self-abuse will be absolutely essential. But the good news is that becoming weakless is the path to that. It is because there are a lot of hard things that you're going to have to do in the beginning, like face those thoughts like ask questions, like realize that you treat yourself pretty bad. And instead of self-deprecating about that and going, I self-deprecate a lot, so I'm terrible and self-deprecating about self-deprecation. Instead of doing that, you have to toe up and go, okay, what can I learn from this? How much better would my life be if I could just make this go away by 10% soon, 50% down the road, and maybe almost entirely eventually, how much better would my life be? What kind of work can I do here? These kinds of things are uncomfortable. And if you are on that typical path that everybody's on that we've been describing today, there's a lot of discomfort between you right now and the version of you that is going to be fully weakless and thoroughly enjoying her life. So becoming weakless is what allows you to go through these things. It allows you to face this discomfort and go, hey, discomfort is right in my face again. This is opportunity for me. This is a chance for me to learn and grow. I am outside my comfort zone. I can get better right now. I can improve. That's what it means to be weakless. And if you can't do that, you are likely going to stay on that old path. So the moral of today's story is that you absolutely do need to get on the path to weaklessness. You need to go out there and start pursuing that. And it will solve a lot of this stuff for you, but you also must be aware of that other path that doesn't work. Because if you right now, especially after just listening to episode one, are telling yourself, Ooh, all I have to do is get tougher and then I'll be able to change the way I look. And when I change the way I look, everything's going to be amazing. No, you're going to quit. You're going to quit. I can absolutely assure you of that. There is no success down that path. There's no actual happiness. There are little wins. Like I lost some weight. Great. Are you better? No, I'm just as miserable as I used to be. Okay. Well then what was it for? What was the, what was the entire point of all of that? And you end up gaining it back. So you need to be aware of that old path so that you can start trying to see it and avoid it wherever you can, start trying to address those thoughts. I'm going to be helping you with a lot of those concepts throughout this podcast in the future, but I just needed you to understand today, as we're still laying the foundation of this thing, that the pro here, the the, the goal, the, the thing that we're shooting for is to go become weakless so we can do whatever we want with our thoughts, which is the one thing we will always control, And with our bodies, when we do have control over that, which is going to be the huge majority of time, there's no question, but you know, things like accidents and sicknesses and diseases and things like that all can get in the way. So we will never have 100% control over that, but we will always have 100% control over our thoughts. 
And becoming weakless allows you to go pursue more of that control and to make your life more awesome. But the con, the negative, the anti-goal, the thing that we need to get rid of is that path that almost everyone is on. When the Dove campaign surveyed 36,000 women and found out that 96% of women don't like their bodies, that is what we're talking about here. They are all on that path. Instead of accidentally becoming gorgeous, accidentally getting amazing bodies, accidentally looking so great that people have to tell them about it, they're focused on that and it's ruining everything. While if they did achieve what they think is their goal, there's really nothing there. There's nothing amazing that happens. They're just hoping that they will stop being so mean to themselves and that's not good enough. And beyond that, nobody, nobody takes care of somebody in every decision that they make all day long if they don't like that person. And if you're mean to you all the time or trying to turn yourself into something that you will eventually like, well, turn that on your kid one day. Get up in the morning and look at your young daughter if you have one. And if you don't, just pretend that you do. Look at her in the eyes and say, God, if we can just get you to lose some weight, I swear I am finally going to stop saying all these terrible things to you and I will finally like you. It's going to be so great just to have you not look like this because frankly, you disgust me. Turn that on your daughter or any friend or anybody that you care about and you would destroy them. And yet it has probably been the plan that you've been using on you this whole time. And maybe you're not as aggressive as some of the examples that I've used here today, but let's be honest. Any of this would destroy anybody else. You have to get off, off that path completely. And it's not going to be a fast process. It's going to take time. It's going to take a lot of work. And we're going to do a lot of that work here together. But you have to start being aware that that never went anywhere. And some of you will, within an hour of listening to this, you'll be going, but I want it. I just, I... I know I can't explain it, but I want it. I just, in your inner voice is having that temper tantrum that just says, but I just, yes. Okay. Part of me still wants to look better. And then I go, okay, why? What, what happens when you do? I don't know, but I just want it. That's the stuff that you have to fight against. If you can't get rid of that, you suffer because you start and stop repeatedly. I've seen people do amazing things, taking really good care of themselves, Great things are happening. Wow, I feel better. I've got all of this energy. Let me run over to the scale and see if it's all true. Let me go run over to the scale or those pants in the back of my closet and see if I'm getting results. And all of the other results, no, they don't matter at all. Not unless I'm getting prettier. That will make you start and stop forever. And that's not what I want for you. I have two goals for you. Get off that old path, that old extrinsically motivated path of self-abuse and get on this path that is based on self-worth that creates an amazing life and go become weakless. I understand that a lot of this is nebulous right now if you're new to all of this and I'm going to help you understand it. You got to give me more time. But these things must, must be understood. And if you can't just throw a switch and make them happen, I totally get it. Nobody could. If you'd like to get on the fast track, grab my Discomfort Zone workshop. You can use the link that's in the show notes here, or you can go to jasonseib.com, J-A-S-O-N-S-E-I-B.com. And that workshop also includes the weakless challenge. So you're welcome to dive into that, but start thinking about it. Spend some time on this and we'll talk again soon. Take care.